Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I just got out of story jail, and I'm on parole, and I need to plan a job. Hey, Pippin, are you available to give story summaries for this? I'm Pippin, and you know there's no one better in the business than that story summaries in May. All right. Yeah. Yo, go, go. We need someone to to do, yo know, uh, last-minute interjections, you know, the really witty stuff that the rest of us don't think of. Wait, I know a guy. You know someone? Yeah. His name's Al. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a weird observation and that are only funny if you have the entire context. All right. Just what we need perfect for this job. Wait a second. Do you think we need one more? I think we need one more. I think we need uh, somebody who speaks in paragraphs. What do you think? <laughs> Someone who like, can confuse and and uh, uh-huh. confound the audience. Yeah. Uh huh. Someone that someone that uh, can and find a moral or writing moral or in the weirdest places. What, even if there isn't one there, <laughs> right? Eve especially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. I think I know someone. <gasps> Damn. Their name's Cat. I'm Kat, and thank you so much for bringing me here. And I'd like to say that the, the largest, bigger reason that we're all here together is for the camaraderie, the the symbolism behind having a group, and honestly, the collaborative effort behind creative work. Are we in? Synchron. Perfect. I think we're in. We're in. <laughs> McDonald's for. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I like Good job, team. Considering that you guys didn't fucking tell me you were doing that. Because we're assholes. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, <laughs> I think this is a prime example of my secret superpower, which is I can, in fact, do that fucking paragraph shit, find a moral, and tie it to writing all in one fucking go. Boom. <laughs> so. To be fair, though, in my defense, I only knew, I only knew like, half a, uh, of what they were planning. <laughs> this was during the intro part that you weren't around for. <laughs> Check out the Patreon later. Uh, anyway. What are we doing? Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Today. Yeah, what could it possibly fucking be? Who knows? Because today we are talking about the 2001 movie Ocean's Eleven. So spoilers abound. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on NoStorySacred.com. <laughs> Uh, it's, I, this is actually a case where it's important to mention which y- what year the movie came out. Yeah, because mm. oh, it's yeah. a remake. Yeah. Which I, I have never seen the original. Me neither. But yeah. I, know, I like how like, we did decide not to do that, though. Like, fuck well, that. it's like the Rat Pack, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, also, if you say Ocean's Eleven, it, everyone's going to think of this movie. Yeah, it's true. Because this one's got style and substance. And Which is George funny to Kinney. say that we're not saying that about the Rat Pack. Well, it's, got, we well, it's got Brad, it's got 
uh, had a uh, Brad Pitt just eating everything in sight. It's Every got Bernie Mac, you know, uh, rest in fucking peace. Yeah. yeah, I remembered that part way through the movie, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's got Don Cheadle. It does it's got have Josh Don Cheadle. Being, being British. <laughs> Not just British, Cockney British. A thing I think he's embarrassed about now. <laughs> I mean, I hope that his kid, like, every goddamn day, just, like, walks up to him and is like, what's... Barney! Like, just... Or looks up Cockney slang just <laughs> to just throw. It's like, oh, I thought you knew. <laughs> or it's like, oh, is is uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke? Did he come into the room just now? No, it was you. <laughs> Never mind. My bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're talking about Ocean's Eleven. And for those of you who have never seen Ocean's Eleven. Nice segue. <laughs> uh, uh, the summary, according to Google, is. Dapper Danny Ocean, Dapper Dan, man, uh, is a man of action. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's a man of action. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Is a man of action. Less than 24 hours into his parole from a New Jersey penitentiary, the wry charismatic thief is already rolling out his next plan. Following three rules. Don't hurt anybody. Don't steal from anyone who doesn't deserve it. And play the game like you've got nothing to lose. Danny orchestrates the most sophisticated, elaborate casino heist in history. With a great Which, soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Lots of that, sax, right? Lots yeah. of saxophone. I think. Uh, there's, well, there's a lot of Elvis, like the old, like older Elvis, which is pretty cool. Oh, Love yeah. The conversation, like that. Mm-hmm. Need more action, please. It's, it's Vegas. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is a this is a heist movie, y'all, and heists yeah, are just fun, right? They mm-hmm. are. They are. Yeah. Agreed. Like, like they aren't good guys, really. At the end of the day, they're they're yeah, good people. There are people. no victimless crimes. That's true. And there's no ethical heists under capitalism. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and technically, all that money he's insured. Technically. And on top of that, obviously, there's the issue of uh, 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 the central thing action going on is a blood sport. Mm. Sorry, I have feelings about boxing. I understand that's very important for the boxers themselves. I just have a lot of, like, why are they all dressed up in fancy clothes to watch this people getting beaten to a shit? Like, I I don't. Because you dress up for the theater. But it's not even wrestling where it's fake, you know? I mean. Literally. I have feelings. Anyway. I have feelings. I'll say it. Okay. That's just the big event distraction that's happening. Yeah. Uh, Which is necessary for, you know. It, it's the big take night. Yeah. It's when all the money is going to be right fucking there. Mm-hmm. Because before we get into all the character recruitment, the plan, such as it is, is that they're going to rob the casino's vault on the big fight night because by... Rules established by the characters in the movie, although who knows if this is actually true, probably isn't. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, ke- I don't care to actually look this up. Oh fuck no! Uh, Sometimes the moral thing in fiction is to fucking lie about that sort of thing. Hell Here's yeah. the thing: yeah. writers tell lies. What, what? for money? <laughs> oh yeah. what? My god, world. Shattered, guys. I mean, wait till you find oh. out that stand-up is made up too. 
But that's observational humor. You have to observe the thing. <laughs> and exaggerate the crap out of it. Um, Those anti oaks totally happened. And, <laughs> and, on my honor as a writer. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boo. <laughs> the most true writer ever made. Uh so, Raise yeah, so, so anyway, anyway the, the point I was making is that oh, yeah. uh, on the what? fight night, uh, by the rules established in the, the in, in the theater, in the movie, uh, they have to have, like, all the money that mm-hmm. they could possibly pay out if everybody rolled aces or whatever. That's a mixed analogy that I did on purpose. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> That's what they so all say. They, they have to have, like, at least, like, $180 million on hand. In order to cover all bets. Actually, that there may be a level of that where that's actually true. Because I found out recently that Blockbuster, when uh-huh. there was still Blockbuster, was required Four to rounds. have... <laughs> that's apparently a theme of the fucking evening. Um, was apparently <laughs> required to have every single possible movie that people could rent. And, like, in multiple copies. And so they had, like... Every Blockbuster had, like, 50,000 fucking movies or something like that. Um hmm. Maybe not 50, yeah. but certainly like 11 or something. Point being that uh, uh, as opposed to Netflix, which people consider to be so convenient, at any given time only has about 4,000 movies up. Ooh. Part of our point uh, is that uh, physical media is a thing that needs to make a resurgence because fuck the digital economy. Fuck what? yes. What? Secret themes. Secret themes. <laughs> Stop making the subtext text. So, so the, the the take is a hundred and eighty million dollars, which is a lot of money, especially mm-hmm. divided among eleven people. Eleven, right? What? Where are these eleven people coming from? Well, it's at least a third of the runtime recruiting them, uh, which is <laughs> which is the best part of the film. Yeah, 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 and that's how it should be. Part of the point of the heist is the cool people pulling it off. Otherwise, it's just crime. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to have establishment of these are cool people doing cool things, and why would they bother coming to help out Danny Ocean before the plan is even revealed? Mm-hmm. And part well, of it is just that, goddamn, George Clooney is just that charismatic. If he came into my house right now and is like, hey, Brendan, I need you for a job, and I'm like, okay, cool, uh... But, but what kind of job, George? Oh, it's uh, crime. Hey, it's crime. <laughs> Does Amal know about this? Um, like, my answer is yes, no matter what. I just want to know. Like, is she part of this? <laughs> We're, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. But yeah, no, like, he's a charismatic guy, and, and that helps with the character that is Danny Ocean, who is the one we open with in the movie, who has just gotten out of jail. Uh, I, forget, I forget, like, what he was busted for but he's out on probation he Wait. was busted for one thing which yeah. is relatively minor because they couldn't yeah. get him on anything else yeah he, he, they were like we've just we we have our person of interest in so many other things he's like okay <laughs> no and proof he swears though. up and down he will not commit a crime mm, again mm, mm, mm. won't do it can't say he know, will uh I, I think he might even say well the uh, the first time was uh, because of my wife. I don't have one anymore, 
So what's going to make me do crime again? Such a good question. <laughs> I mean, Spoiler, it's the wife. Um, what? But for a different well, reason. Um, foreshadowing. <laughs> what? In, in this in, economy? In my good movie? <laughs> you and more I went different directions. Happens more often <laughs> than you think. So, like, he right away goes and recruits Bernie Mac because he's, like, working at a casino in Atlantic City. Convenient, because that's also in New Jersey and thus not violating parole yet but he needs uh, bernie mac in order to find out where his bud is yeah because he needs his partner in crime uh brad pitt whose character is rusty oh. ryan no yes yeah rusty ryan yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, alliterative names uh and, and bernie mac's character is uh frank mm-hmm. so yeah so we we already get like, I, I believe uh, Bernie Mac's character, Frank, is, like, a soft yes right away. So he's going to be, like, flying off to Vegas to work uh, the casino as, like, the inside guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's already – really, he was the first recruitment. And it's just like, yeah, he's he's he does crime and has the in. Cool. And knows where Brad Pitt is. Uh, yep. which it's just such a great opener for Brad oh Pitt there where he's like, like, what is he doing? He's like teaching he's, cards. You know, he's, yeah, teaching, he's cards teaching to nineties to television stars. Yeah. Topher Grace is in this movie yeah. as Topher Grace. Yes. <laughs> but also like those were, key, I mean, at least one of those was from like Dawson's Creek. Uh, there's like a one tree hill guy. I don't know where the girl's from, but probably, I don't know, Party of Five. I don't know. Topher Grace, though, was from that 70s show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you. Topher Grace was the only one I recognized. Uh, thus proving that I am indeed the the, the one true uh, uh, American in this one. Uh, quick aside. <laughs> quick aside. Uh, d- 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 what are her people's feelings on that night his show? Oh. Uh, I did not bother to watch it. Me neither. I don't really plan to. I, it, I, I don't think it's come out yet. Uh, I I sure it it did. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, that 80s show did. That 90s show has like reap like Donna's there. It's their kids. Well, I have the feeling it's just going to be like, they'll be there for one episode (laughs) and then it's the kids. Yeah. Because that's just how life works. I I think I saw on Twitter somewhere that was actually surprisingly good which not to say good uh <laughs> but when your standards are so low so yeah very very low uh anyway let's not talk about that movie we meet the 90 stars they get conned out of a lot of money between uh george clooney and ba- brad pitt there uh danny and uh ryan uh yeah uh and, and that's when this bank heist, or not banks, this uh, casino heist job gets revealed to Brad Pitt. Cause, yeah, and yeah, uh, who at first is all like, this is a terrible idea. Why are we doing this? Uh, is it is it because of the owner? And no. Danny's all like, no, why no. would it be? What? Ominous. What? I don't what? know what you're talking about. What? It just has a lot of money, and I think we could pull it off. And, like, what else are we going to do? Is we going to fight against the man? Or you could go back to teach it, <laughs> uh, drunk actors. Which would you rather do? <laughs> do you want to die here? We're in a Jaeger or... Uh... 
So they fly off to or drive off, presumably, <laughs> to Vegas. <laughs> uh, uh, they meet up with uh, Ruben Tishkoff, who I think he's funding the thing. Yeah, so he has a little bit of backstory that is easily missed earlier in the movie when they're talking about uh, Terry Benedict, the guy who owns the casinos. Mm, uh, because mm-hmm. there's like a little, like, if you don't pay attention too much to it and you'll miss it, there's like a story about how like ruthless Terry Benedict is and how he screws over business partners and all that to yeah, get yeah. the immense power that he has. Uh, Ruben is actually in the background of one of those photos as like the people he screwed over. Nice. So he has a he has, he has money and a bone to pick. Yeah, I mean we get that a little bit because uh, uh you know he had a he had a a what's it called a casino Terry Bennett brought it and then proceeded to blow the fucker up so yeah yeah, yeah he's in to screw over Terry Bennett yeah. and also, make a pretty amount of money oh yeah, yeah. but uh, he doesn't but technically he need it he wouldn't bother if it weren't for Terry Bennett cuz also everyone knows it's impossible to pull a heist on a casino Oh yeah, because he gives like the the funny uh, yes. uh backstory of failed casino heists. But it also shows it gives us the the uh, uh sort of the baseline of impossibility. So we baseline as an stakes audience, really. Yeah, well, so we as an audience actually understand because we can all sort of think in our heads like, well, yeah, if I'm in a heist movie, I can totally do this. And these are the characters saying like, no fuckface, this actually is difficult. Yeah, and you'll uh, no get one would shot. do this. It is not worth it, even for $180 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, side note, speaking of 90s TV shows, Elliot Gould, who plays Ruben Tishkoff, is also in France as Monica and uh, Ross's dad. Huh. Yeah. Just right. throw that out there, too. Okay. Hey. Yeah, he was very bumbly, so it, it amused me to, to see him in a heist movie. So, yeah, and it's at this point, really, when... Like, the crew starts assembling in earnest. Like, we kind of get, like, the montage of the rest of the uh, the team recruitment, right? Yeah, we've we've got some con men of um, some people who, I don't actually think they were brothers. They just had a very adversarial camaraderie. They were supposed thought, to be no, the Mormon brothers. No, no they're, they're brothers. Are they brothers? They yeah, are Kirk supposed to be Bruce. brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought I thought they were also the I mean, wheelmen. Not the actors; they are the wheelmen as well. Yeah. Uh, boy, they can do big distractions and drive a car. Woo! And yes. of course, they are really are interested in um, like uh, uh, remote controlled ones. Just you know, the, putting that out there. Uh, really, they're also oh, kind of uh, do, doing the a lot of the, the electrical work and all the. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're country yeah, boys. They're, they're country boys. They're they're, they're good. Well, they're good old boys. I uh, thought they were the. Conmen and they're, they're, the, they're, they're the auto the auto people were different people. No, no, nope. they're, they're, they're vehicle guys because they because they had the little scene where they had one guy driving an RC car, foreshadowing, mm. and uh, another one driving the big old monster truck, and they were racing. And then like it was like clearly a modified RC car, yeah, uh, okay. because it got run over by the monster truck because it was winning the race. Yeah, the- <laughs> uh, and thus being brothers because that's totally a brother thing to do. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I see where I've gotten but, confused. But here's the thing: there is an electronics guy, a dedicated yeah, electronics yeah. guy who, like, also like, like moonlights as like working with like the FBI. I mean, which he's, I he's, fucking like, appreciate. Yeah, he's a professional. 
and yeah. has loose morals. So good for him. <laughs> I mean, I got it when you said he worked for the government. Um. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he and his I think his quirk is that he's kind of like nervous. He's very nervous, and also his like deal seems to be um uh, 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 he is. A consummate professional, and that could be for a lot of things. He could be a consummate professional for this. He could be a consummate professional for that. Um, I don't think he has a lot of, you know, uh, care for doing it for the right reasons. Nah. But a, a nice payday is, you know, that, that goes right to his retirement. Come on. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, but the guy in the chair. Yeah. The guy yeah, in the chair generally. The but he also, <laughs> later on, he actually has to do stuff, and that is a potential complication. But, you what? know, what? tension. It's a thing that happens in movies. Uh, what? They also um, need the explosions. to... Expert, what? yeah. Explosions. Uh, who, uh, who does explosions and is... Uh, uh, For some reason, and Cockney British. <laughs> yep, yeah, even though Dasher. the actor is not. <laughs> and played by Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, he is. Hey, Don Cheadle. And, and uh, they happen... Yeah, they, mm. I think they knew that he was in town already. Yes, because uh, they there was one guy they definitely wanted, but there might be an issue with his availability. It's because yeah. everybody knew about the heist that was going to go down, which I, I it's kind of a cute like uh, nod to the fact that they're all in each other's lives. This is a community. Yeah. It's a small business. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, oh, they tried to get that one guy, but he's dead. That's okay. I did yeah. his wife. Yes. Well, uh, that that comes up in a little bit, I think, um, because well, first they ha- they have to recruit Don Cheadle's character because uh, by uh, basically getting him out of being arrested because their mm-hmm. heist goes wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, and there's a great moment of uh, uh, Brad Pitt. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Going, you know, what what can you make with what I just stepped you? I was like, I've already made it. <laughs> yeah. You because have. it's just that good that is the thing it's kind of like a through line for this movie is that each character is really good at what they do mm-hmm. and and it's very good at introducing early on why they're good at it yeah yes. well, the, the, the character recruitments is kind of like a brief on yes they are good at what they do um because we see uh <laughs> his name just fell on my head a fucking gan don Cheadle. uh <laughs> Uh, we see him make a bomb out of whatever he was able to fit in his hands behind his back. Uh-huh. Yep. And knew that uh, was already going to be asked. They also recruit uh, an acrobat. Uh, mm-hmm. And we introduce him in the middle of a show where we see him doing acrobatics and putting himself in small spaces, yep. which is important for the plot. <laughs> important for the heist. Yes. Because, like... Uh, Danny Ocean was not really sure about this guy, and then he sees his acrobatics and contortions. Like, ah, this is why. And you say he's into crime? Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of con men. There's Saul. Oh, yeah. Old uh, who's the old dude. Yeah, um, yeah. He was coming back for this gig. Yeah. One last gig. Like, he, he came in because, like, hey, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's $10 million easy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and that's, at this point, they have 10. But right? they need but one do we need, do we need more. more and more? Do we need one more? You think we need one more? I think we need one more. So they go and grab uh, this young up-and-comer sort of a guy. His name is Linus. Recommended by the best in the biz. 
Yeah. His dad is also uh, a crook. Uh, Sir not appearing in this film. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't like uh, Linus trading in on his name. Linus is played by uh, Matt Damon. Little baby and face. I, <laughs> I resent this movie for putting Brad Pitt and Matt Damon in the same <laughs> film. <laughs> because that means I have to tell them a fucking part. <laughs> really? That's your me. Well, two blonde white guys, let's have some uh, variety. Uh, but also, they look the same to me. Uh, so at any given moment, I'm not sure. They, wow. they are uh, very different looking. Matt, Matt Damon has a more round face, and Brad Pitt is fairly angular. They're both white dudes with blonde hair. I don't think anyway. Brad Pitt really has... Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. Right. Same One guy. from Boston. Face blindness anyway. aside. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the team is our family. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> anyway, so the team gathers now, and that's when we get everybody in on the uh, 150 mil or 180 mil, whatever uh, 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 payday that is stealing from the casino vault on the big fight night in only a couple of weeks. It's fine. Do not worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, so they're panning stuff, they're, you know, they've set up a, a mock of the vault. Uh, you to know, practice so they can, and to practice, pra- and that's practice. all, that's all that's pra- happening. It is it's practicing. Just practice. Mm-hmm. This isn't a setup for later in the movie when we get the awesome heist reveal moment. Nope. Ignore the throwaway line about how it's a bigger thing than that. Ignore <laughs> it. Ignore it, what? what is the plot moving so fast right now? It is um, well. That, that's how heist movies work really well. When 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 they work well, it's like <laughs> all the pieces, all the clues were there, Mister Policeman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all the clues were there. It's just you know you're just wrapped up in the plot and the action and just how fast it's all going and you, all these charismatic characters. You're just in it for the ride, man. And then because you had all these pieces in play, as we kind of will cover more and more here as we go on because of the pieces in play you kind of buy the 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 switcheroos or uh, just the heist reveal at the end uh because it's like oh yeah yeah that that makes sense i I think i saw something earlier Uh, it doesn't it doesn't break your believability budget Mm, it's mm -hmm. like they aren't super people they're just highly highly competent more competent than me the audience if yep. a movie mo- moves fast enough, you can get away with a lot. So much. Uh, oh, yeah. You don't want your, the story to slow down at all, because that gives the audience too much time to think. Well, yeah. like, also... Oh, well, go on. Case, case in point, like, uh, for for the heck of it, because I just finished another uh, uh, book trilogy, I decided to load up uh, uh, the the Lies of Locke Lamora nice. for, uh, for a reread. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's... A big twist kind of that happens in the latter half of the book, but chapter one, uh, just not, not, not including like prologue stuff, hmm. but chapter one, there is setup at play that reveals like <laughs> that, the reveals that like the, 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 the twist was coming from chapter one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or- yeah. Uh, or even in Glass Onion, uh, spoilers <laughs> if people haven't watched it yet, but 
we all literally see the glass switch happen. It happens on screen in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing to me. It moves so fast. The, the next thing happens and the next thing happens uh, that you forget about it. So when it's shown again uh, with the story, you're like, oh, that must have been edited. what in. happened. Oh, <laughs> different vibes, but yes. You get away with just showing in your audience everything and... <laughs> And then they'll still be surprised. Well, it's it's the classic magic trick. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's distraction. It's, you know, it, it's all Misdirection. Of that. Misdirection. Oh, I fucking love misdirection. Which is also... Look, what the, uh, what, look at what's in this hand, not over here. Don't look over well, here. Like, uh, boop, boop. I know. I, I guess uh, just to uh, uh, talk about Locke Lamora again, because, you know, Sorry. it's a fun book. Uh, spoilers uh, abound for that. Um, like, there's active like heist hijinks happening which are more interesting in chapter one but then there's like a line about like and this thing goes flying by and me the reader going back and you know rereading again knowing what full well happens later on in the story goes like ah that is important <laughs> but what not relevant to the scene at hand right now so i just you know and on the on the first reading just ignore it. It's like, oh, that's that's just flavor. It's it's describing the oh, town. I do love flavor text. But it's uh, critical flavor text. <laughs> this is also why rereading or rewatching things is great. Yeah. Uh always go back to old things. You learn new shit. There should there should there needs to be like more heist video games or heist video games at all. I don't I don't think we have a we've had like a successful like oh um, get yeah, like what? There, uh, there's a couple of heist games, and well, like Grand Theft Auto oh, has heists. Well, the the thing is, for a really good heist, there needs to be the twist of you think it's going wrong, but actually, look, uh, it's been right the whole time. But with video games, because you are the character, mm. you're mm-hmm. in the know usually the entire time. It has a different vibe. Mm. Yeah. Well, wait. Because at the end of the day, uh, Persona Five heist... uh, oh. pulled it off. That's true. Well, even then, they they kind of like hide stuff from you, the player. That's how they get away with it. But they actually justify that narratively because the first half of the game is technically you giving a recap of what happened, and you are given like drugs, and therefore your memory's a little hazy. Yeah. Conveniently hazy to forget all the relevant bits of the heist that you planned. <laughs> Listen, it happens. You have ADHD, you have object permanence issues. Uh, so anyway, the Panda heist. Yeah, Pip, <laughs> yeah, keep talking about your own issues. What? Uh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> they make the, the, the decoy practice uh, vault. Uh, they steal a huge piece of electronics. Well, uh, uh, they they steal the electronics because the first complication that happens is that uh, the loss – like, so so part of the plan, right, is that Basher is going to stage a blackout uh, of the electric grid of the Strip District – or not Strip – of the Las Vegas Strip uh, on the fight night by exploiting some sort of uh, weakness in their grid. 
Is but, that the first problem? Uh, major complication. Okay. Uh, the thing that will grind the heist to a halt. Uh, there's another thing that happens with uh, the the security cameras as another complication. Yeah, the sewer I thought was the first one, but maybe I'm wrong. That, that, this is this, this is a sewer. Yeah, oh, this? Okay, okay, I'll be over yeah, here with my because they are because the, what what happens is like he's getting set up uh, for his big blackout uh, uh, part of the. Of the heist, and he sees the electrical uh, team down there, and the, and basically he goes like, "Guys, this part of the plan is shot. They found the flaw." Well, you know what's great though is that what's happening is it's because of the blowing up of the casino that yeah. brought Ruben into the heist in the first place. Yeah, and he he talks about uh, because uh, the the who's who did the demolition. Did a bad job, oh, and he, he got to complain about uh, their uh, their shoddy the uh, their shoddy demolition work. But then, yeah. but then the city repairs it, and that's what fucks over the the other. Yeah, plot. they 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 discover the the uh, the flaw while repairing. Yeah, that's right. But uh, what I super love though is is a lot of this film is predicated on the fact that things get to be easy. It tells the audience that this is also a shenanigan movie. So for instance, getting the the blue li- blue lines? Mm, no. Plans? The plans for the vault, right? Blueprints, yeah. Blueprints, thank you. Should technically be so incredibly difficult as to scotch the entire plan from the beginning. But literally, they go in and they're like, "Hey, can we borrow these and like keep them overnight so we can photocopy them?" And they're like, "Yep." Sure thing, Danny. And that yeah. tells the audience that, okay, there's – one, these people leave charmed lives and stuff like that. Therefore, the problems they encounter are incredibly huge problems because they couldn't get around that. But also, it, it kind of like gives the audience free reign to be like, okay, I'm going to eat some popcorn. Sit back. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's my paragraph. <laughs> uh so because of that, they steal a huge bit of electronics that's going to make the blackout still work. An EMP, basically. Which you think, with the power of that EMP, would be more would would be a, in a more highly secure area than the money that they are looking to steal, and actually probably worth more than the money. Possibly. That's it. If that's it, immaterial to the plan. This is why movies move fast, so you don't think about that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they steal but in, it. They they get the the thing. In, in the course of it, uh, the amazing Yen um, uh, hurts his hand uh, in the oh, yeah. van door. Oh, so so <laughs> a bunch of other complications. Right? They have to like tap into the security network, which involves our electronics guy, who is not a field guy. New no. uh, uh, having to go in manually to tap into the wire uh network yeah uh he, he's comfortable in his chair not out there but he manages good for him yeah good for him mm. he grows uh, and in the middle of all this you know barry pitt is also chewing on food constantly, constantly. i assume i assume to keep him from chewing on the scenery um <laughs> but also uh, it turns out that Danny Ocean's uh, not yet ex actually wife. I thought they were. I thought they were divorced because he she thought, sent him. She sent him the papers in jail. She, she said she'd write. 
But I'm not sure he signed them. Oh. You know, he has a bad habit of doing that in films. Hmm. Uh, but it turns out she is dating the casino boss. Bum, bum, what? Bum, bum. Danny has ulterior motives? Uh, <laughs> so Brad is all like, is this about Tess? And he's like, it is not about Tess. We're like, are you sure it's not about Tess? I am pretty sure it's not about Tess. It, it was about Tess. It was totally yeah. about Tess. Totally. But, you know, <laughs> you swear up and down, it's fine. But it's a good plan, so even if it's about Tess, I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Listen, yeah. Danny swore that he wasn't going to do crime again because of his wife. Uh, so clearly he has to be doing crime for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you crime call him a liar? for revenge. Call him a truther. Yeah. And then- well, here's the thing. I don't think that he necessarily had the intention. Like, if she wanted to get back with him, that would have been cool. But I think he just genuinely didn't want her to end up with <laughs> that guy. Uh, w- but that still made the ulterior motive about Tess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Al, you were going to say? Uh, well, I'm just going to continue on, on with the uh, uh, complications. I think uh, Brad Pitt gets it gets marked at some point. Uh, I thought no, Danny I, did. Danny Danny gets marked. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. By Terry Cause, Benedict. <laughs> yeah, because he goes up to Tess at the restaurant. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. I kind of get the feeling now that that was all part of the plan as we get to the later part of the movie. What? Ooh. Danny's the misdirect. Well, like, wasn't it, uh, like, Danny, didn't uh, the kid, didn't Matt Damon have to replace Brad Brad Pitt's uh, role in the the thing? But you made it Or was that because Danny got made? Well, Danny got made because he went and saw a test. And at that point, Brad Pitt was all like, you're off the team. So they had to do the switching. Yeah. But, like, yes, he's oh. off the team. He was not the lead. However, remember that when Linus, uh, uh, the, the elevator stopped and he saw uh, Danny, he's all like, really? And he's like, yeah, we had to see if you were trustworthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, he's yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, a kid. The, but the also, this is a training. This is a training exercise. Yep. <laughs> Listen, you, it's on the field experiential learning. You know? How, oh my God! Here's a real question for you: How much of the reason he's there is because his dad's like, "Listen, he's a good kid, but he's never been in one of these things." Do you th- I like? He and I know you brought- weren't on good terms. Hmm. I thought he and his dad weren't on good terms. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that was that deep, Pip. I think it was just he didn't want to cash in on his dad's name. Or, like his dad, I, I could see why his dad wouldn't, but at the same time, I could also very much see why would they bring a new guy in when they know the best in the biz? What if his dad's like, listen, <laughs> I've done. Some- yeah. Yes, like, my hands got the shakes. <laughs> but you know, he needs some training. Do you think maybe you could bring him in? He is. He's really good, guys. They're like, okay, he's good, but he's green. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that would be very funny. But yeah, uh, are, are we at the fight night now? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, why fuck not? All right. So yeah. there's everything's, a fight. everything's going. That night, oh, one, one of the other things uh, is our, our old man con man, uh, Saul? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Had asked Terry Benedict uh, in, in the persona of like a weapons dealer or something to 
store very valuable, like presumably blood diamonds or something uh, in his vault uh, that night, uh, presumably for a lot of money or just, I don't know, whatever. It, it was a good enough ruse that they were allowed to store a, uh, a, a package inside the vault, which conveniently are the explosives that are acrobatic will be using to blow up the door, I think, right? Suddenly gone think... and blown the buddy's doors off. But it also allows them to keep an eye on the cameras that, uh, the security cameras that they're actually seeing. Uh, yeah. And on the guards watching those cameras. So a bunch of stuff's happening all at once now because, like, uh, we got uh, Danny being followed by security and then eventually being taken to a guy to be softened up for a while, but turns out is in on the take uh so doesn't that wouldn't that make it 12 technically 12 if no here's the thing you could if if you you could theoretically call it 12 if um you like start it'd be more than that if you started counting like what about the guy who helped with the uh uh uh, stealing the blueprints like he's not We don't count hirelings. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. They That's... were contractors. <laughs> yeah, subcontract. Ocean subcontractors. Now there's a plot uh, for you. Uh, so yeah, uh, but you know, he starts softening up Danny and then basically gives Danny an alibi for this entire operation because he's yeah. quote unquote beating Danny up and he's just, you know, slap fighting himself. Uh, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. He was posing as a uh, uh, gaming commission, commission. guy yeah. uh, to let Terry Benedict know that hey, there's a felon dealing cards who's Bernie Mac's character, Frank. Yeah, yeah, Frank. Which in yeah. turn gets Linus in position behind mm-hmm. security. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and gets uh, yeah Linus into the insides because they had to do this. And oh gosh, got, uh, he left a thing behind. He'll go back and get it. You go ahead. And then yep. he's left it fucking alone. Well, part of it is also ensuring that uh, uh, there's so much stuff happening to distract the machine that is Terry Benedict that there can be these opportunities for him to fuck up. Yep. So there's the game yeah. night. There's the Danny Ocean showed up to fuck around with his love life. Uh, there's... You know, uh, there's the high roller, there's this, there's that. Now, even though all of them are also necessary for the heist, they are also all there specifically drawing attention to themselves, to the guy that at the beginning, remember, uh, uh, what's this head? The bankroller said, don't let him see your face. Don't let him get near you. Don't let him know who you are. Every single one of those fuckers, for the most part, either ends up in there or directly getting in Terry's face. But good. anyway, uh, oh, oh good Saul even hook. fakes a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Al, Al I, what do you say? Mm. Oh, I said makes a good sequel hook. Weird. <laughs> what? Uh, like, but we don't know it's a, uh, 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 that he's faking a heart attack. We, we, we the audience. No, although yeah, there was a setup. Yeah, go yeah, on. The, 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 there's like a moment earlier where he's like a little shaky. But on rewatch, I also noticed that. We see him perpetually, uh, 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 what's that thing where you're in character, like, all the time? Um, method. He's method. 
we see him being method earlier as well. So it makes total sense that, you know, obviously his character who's going to have our attack later is feeling something now. It's part of the reason why yep. he's so good at what he does. Yeah, he's Ooh, an yeah. expert. He's the best at what he does. Yeah. Yep. So then Linus, uh, oh, uh, the two brothers uh, get the Amazing Yen in a box, as one does, uh, which is supposed to have some money from some takes, uh, and gets that down into the vault. Uh, the special vault, because this is the boss's money. Yeah. How, how much air has he got on there? <laughs> Not enough. He's 30 minutes. He has 30 minutes of air. Uh yeah, he has a little air tank in there. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's the amazing Yen. Right? Uh, yeah. Who, uh, Terry Benedict, I don't think ever actually sees. No, no. Like, there are some of them that don't get seen, but they are Sure. I, on... I just oh, I'm like the idea of the amazing Yen being the one to the performer. walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, while Saul's having the heart attack and Brad Pitt comes in as a fake doctor and be like, he's dead, Jim. Uh, that's when... Uh, that video feed that we had talked about earlier being interrupted gets cut into and we get the classic uh, uh, video loop of their replica vault uh, being shown on the screen. Yep. So everything yeah. looks normal. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, what's in there, what, what's actually in the vault is the uh, amazing yen uh, stealing shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Setting up the vaults, Danny and Linus uh, get down there to oh, blow it from the other side. Not quite yet, because that's when the EMP goes off and chaos ensues. <laughs> yeah. Another distraction, because it's not just an EMP going off in turning off all the lights and the cameras in a casino that's actively, I mean, a oh, chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just information overload for mm -hmm. Terry Benedict, which is why the con and the trick works at the end against him, mm -hmm. despite him being a very observant and very smart character. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it does take 11 fucking guys to distract yeah. to steal, one wife. Yeah. To steal $150 million. Yeah. Makes sense. That's why you need 11. Uh, so we got... Uh, uh, the, the the team infiltrates the vault. Uh, we get a little bit of a tense moment with uh, was it the amazing Yen. Uh, yeah, he got uh, caught on the door because of the wrapping on his uh, injured hand. Which he yeah. only got because the new kid uh, decided to fuck around and get and bored find by out. the... <laughs> and I think that he got left with the brothers specifically to see how he'd deal with annoying shit. Yes. Yeah. I thought so, too. It was a test and he failed. Whoops. He failed. He got to make up for it later. I mm -hmm. mean, come on. Uh, I would like to go back and rewatch to see when exactly they made the switch to Danny being part of it. Like, or being, um, you know, the the guy who got made. When they decide they couldn't really, like, they couldn't trust Linus with that aspect anymore. Mm. I, I feel like it was in it from the... You think? That was a plan from the beginning because Danny was always going to be made because uh, of his connection to Tess. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's true. Because you can't predict uh, Tess. She's not part of it. She could just walk down and then see, like, Danny, what the fuck are you doing here? But also, Terry Benedict, being a smart man, knows who his uh, the current mm -hmm. uh, girlfriend's ex is. Well, he knew that he knew when Danny was supposed to be coming out of jail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's done his homework. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, we get kind of to the big climax in the movie. We get 
uh, Brad Pitt calling Terry Benedict to be like, hey, I'm the guy who's robbing you. Uh, tells him that uh, they're leaving half the money in the vault, which as the viewer, we're kind of like, wait, what the heck? It wasn't the plan for all of it. What's going on? Uh, but tells Terry that they're leaving half the money in the vault with a bunch of explosives and they're taking the other half. Uh, and, and actually, his team is to place the other half in this convenient uh, unmarked van out front of the casino. Uh, if you do anything to the van, uh, you know, both bags blow up. If you try to take the bags early from the vault, they both blow up. That kind of, you mm-hmm. know, interfere Bang. and you lose all the money threat. Yeah. At this point, uh, Terry Benedict's uh, crew, you know, they, they call 911. SWAT arrives. We get treated to like a big um, like radio conversation of the SWAT team that's going to try and, you know, take out the team that's in the vault. We hear gunfire and then an explosion. And then we get a radio from the SWAT team saying the money's blown. Uh, and that's when Terry's like, OK, screw this. I want the other half of the money. Hey, team that's been following my security team that's been following that unmarked van get my money from the van uh <laughs> so uh yeah so, so they uh basically tra- uh, trace down the van to the airport and then that van blows up and that's when we get the big uh reveal that neither of those cases had money in it what, what? <laughs> you shock me sir it was Hooker, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. Gosh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the actual like Concord oh, yeah, so, No, no, the the actual the, the money was actually removed by you know because the the, the the spoilers the SWAT team was actually the heist crew. What? what? And so, in the guise of taking out their equipment, that's actually bags full of money. And they drive away in the SWAT van. Hell uh, yeah. And Danny, smooth as ever, returns back to where he was being, quote unquote, beaten up. And that's when we kind of get the final uh, trick of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, we we know that the, the heist team has had control of the cameras this entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Danny, being a clever guy... Uh, oh, 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 and actually, uh, Brad Pitt uh, runs into Tess, who recognizes Brad Pitt, because, I mean, of course, a uh, friend of Danny's. Um, he tells her to go watch, like, Channel 66 up in the Bellagio suite or something. Uh, so she is up there watching the security feed as Danny, you know, has this confrontation with Terry Benedict. And, you know, Terry's like, did you take my money? And uh, we have Danny going like, would you give up Tess for the money? And Terry he, Benedict At no goes, point does he admit that he took the money. No, he goes, he I know people who can find it. Well, that's that's his answer at the end. He doesn't say directly uh, beforehand. Before, he just kind of is <laughs> – he, he does some clever word evasion beforehand. Uh, but he kind of gives Terry Benedict the, uh, the choice like, hey, would you give up Tess for that money? Yes or no. And Terry being <laughs> our antagonist of the piece goes, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> and a uh, Yeah. <laughs> like a bad habit. Ha, 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 ha. I'm not a good person. Uh, that's why it's okay to steal this money from me. Ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> and that's when Danny goes, I didn't take any of the money, but I can maybe get in touch with a guy. 
and he'll find out like who would be able to pull this job. And then we get Terry going like, ah, so you know a guy. I think you've broken your parole, Mr. Ocean. And then Danny goes back to jail for three to six months. <laughs> well, because he has broken his parole just yeah. by being in. By a lot. Yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, <laughs> well, just by being in uh, Las Vegas, which is the thing they can prove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the team is each $15 million richer. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tess breaks up with... Uh, Tony Benedict. Yeah. Uh, Terry Because Benedict, yeah. Terry, listen, that's why I hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Benedict Arnold. Listen, I, I had a lot of thoughts. Anyway, anyway. Uh, that's a lie. I had none. <laughs> uh, yeah, she breaks up with him. Everybody gets 15 million. Danny goes back to jail for a little bit. But when he gets out, do you know who's waiting for him? Rusty. Rusty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I guess also Tess in the back of the car, whatever. Like you do. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was nice. It was nice. Um, I, I I think it was a nice little end to the movie. And, and they kind of go driving off into the sunset, being tailed by the same two security goons of uh, Terry Benedict's. So there's a little bit of open-endedness at the end. <laughs> so yeah, that's Ocean is 11. Damn. I think we talked about this for longer than we usually do. I mean, listen, this is what happens when I don't do the story summaries. Ooh, she called, yeah. Wow, shots fired. It was a collaborative effort, Pippin. <laughs> listen, usually I go like, and eh, some stuff happens in the middle. But this is a heist. The stuff happening in the middle is all like part of the the game. I mean, it's, it's part of what's happening. Like, yeah. you can't just skip to the end of the heist. It's like skipping to the end of the magic trick. He's I, not wrong. I suppose. I mean... Listen, heists are storytelling magic tricks. I'll stick by that. As far as my philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a problem-free philosophy. Yes. Uh, So, so that's our movie. Yeah. That uh, that is, that is, whether it's our movie, who knows? (laughs) It is the movie. So, (laughs) I guess, we've kind of talked about, like, a lot of little storytelling beats and stuff like that, uh, and lessons learned as we talked about it do we want to just go right into what things we change yes i have Mm -hmm. a thing okay so i'm not sure you noticed what but Uh this movie is kind of a dude fest what what What? just because they say tess's it or his or theirs or some dudes multiple times and they have julia roberts and she gets what three lines yeah little things like that no and she's the like reward that. at the end of the film. Little I picked things up some like of, that. I picked up some of your effects. That kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, almost as if if she just didn't appear in the movie, it wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. If, almost as if she, if you replace her with a sexy lamp. <gasps> what? Sexy lamp. There, although there is one scene where she gets to be not just a sexy lamp. And it's where uh, uh, she is in the suite with Benedict. Benedict's on the phone and he like comes up behind her and he's like, what are you thinking about? And there's just this wonderful pause where she's just like, you. And it's like, you fucker, you are not thinking about him. Beautifully huh. done. One word. Ugh. Again, well, that's I think she's saying, a classic. That's right. I think she's a, talent. Well, that's a, so, that, uh, so you were saying replaced with a sexy 
the lamp or, or the uh, bulb is slightly loose. Huzzah. So it flickers um, a bit. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think, what? I think, uh, in fairness to the sequels, I think hmm. she kind of is like the 12th, for instance. To be fair, I have not seen the sequel. Wow. Same. Except, obviously, uh, Ocean's whatever, the, the, the prequel. Eight. No, not the prequel. The sister. Ocean's Eight. I haven't seen that yet either. Oh, it's so fucking good. Mostly because uh, Kate Blanchett does an amazing Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. It's a heist movie. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I would be content with just giving Tess a bigger role. Uh, but in a perfect world, there would have been some women on the heist. What? I mean, yeah, there's so much room to kind of do some swap outs in that regard. Definitely. You could have had like uh, fraternal twins as your, uh, as your uh, vehicle experts, for instance. Yeah. 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 The amazing Yen could have been a chick because that we're tinier uh, generally. Uh, what? And can fit in and more. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think, for pretty much all these characters, when probably why Ocean's Eight was a thing that could happen, not not that that came around, but you know what I mean. Um, is that you could just swap out genders for most of these characters, mm-hmm. and it would still work just fine. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying kinda, is Ocean's Lamp. Ocean's Lamp. Uh, there we go. Perfect. Perfection <laughs> mm-hmm. in a bottle. Uh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if you were to do it today, I think you just have a much easier time swapping stuff out. Because I wonder if also part of it is being held back by the kind of shackles is overdramatic, but like uh, the shackles of it being a remake of the original movie that what came out in the 60s. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's um, like trying to make well, a movie out of 12 Angry Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair... It, the title's right there. It's right in the title. Um, so I think part of it's being held back by that in that regard. Yeah. But still, and two thousand one's like the point in time where we're starting to, you know, be like, "Hey guys, we we can we can make this a bit more uh, equal and still going to be just fine." Come on. <laughs> well, <My dudes. laughs> although, as you may recall, uh, what's his head? Uh, even our beloved John Mulaney had a whole bit about how you couldn't make Ocean's Eleven with women. And that was Yeah, that is well my least after, favorite joke. That was well after this film came out. Oh, yeah. And then but uh, before Ocean's Eight, and I believe he's he's walked back on that joke since. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, I forgot about that joke. I must have repressed it. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't all be winners. That's mm. true. It's hard. It's hard to write comedy, you guys. What? Uh, Sounds fake. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that that's my major thing, because with such a large ensemble, when it's yeah. only one woman with barely a role, it is extra noticeable. Uh, so, cool. yeah, it just, it's just so noticeable. At, at, in the current times we live in, it's extra noticeable when, when there's a disparity like that. Yeah. Especially in something that would be so easy to not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because it wasn't like a commentary on men and, and male relationships. Which it could have been. That would have been great. Yeah. Could have been. Well, jeez. Yeah. Well, then maybe, maybe, can, maybe that could be someone else's change. Because here's the thing that I would change. Uh, one thing oh. I you know, will uh, kind of talk about a lot is that I believe that modern storytelling, modern movies can also talk about how like male bonding and relationships and stuff like that that's something we can use it for especially nowadays Mm -hmm. you know Mm. (laughs) tell people hey you can feel emotions it's okay i don't know about that uh hey friends let's let's get these chains of the patriarchy off of you too (laughs) yeah no I, i think that's completely valid i think we get like a little bit of that with uh uh, uh, Danny and Ryan's, uh, oh, rather, uh, Danny Rusty. and Rusty's, uh, relationship. It's kind of played off as more banter in the original movie here, but I feel like you could play with that a little bit more. There could be like a lot more feeling of betrayal from Rusty with the whole entire, like, is this revenge? Is this all fucking revenge? Was I a bet? <laughs> Was I a bet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you need to understand, heists are a form of love language for men. Yeah. <laughs> Not just I mean, for men. God damn it. Intricate rituals. Oh, that's true. That's an excuse. <laughs> that's true. The so, intricate rituals. You gotta watch out for those fuckers. Yeah. So intricate. <clears throat> so I feel like in, in an ideal world here, you could probably uh, pad out the runtime some, uh, because it's actually a fairly efficient movie when it comes to the runtime. I think it's like clocks in at a cool hour and a half and it's done um uh, according to the wikipedia page i have open it's 116 minutes well then never mind almost two hours <laughs> we could yeah here, here here's the thing but it uh, feels faster mm. well, yeah because a lot happens toward the end my god uh we could probably trim down some other scenes in favor of character because uh, here's the thing uh I, I mentioned uh, uh, starting up Lock Lamora again. Just the interaction between all those characters, you get the vibe that they know each other. They've grown up with each other basically for years now, and they have like a lot of this banter with each other, and it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, the vibe that this movie goes for in the original is a lot more like we are all professionals. Uh, we will go our separate ways after this and be on for- uh, friendly terms, but like not like close or anything like that. Uh, I feel like they could, you know, through the adversities that is doing a successful major heist, form like the bonds of friendship. Come on, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I do think uh, homosocial environments are important. Yes. Uh, you know, for women and for men, but having displaying what it could look like on screen would be towards the good, uh, because I, I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect men don't super know what to do with each other. <gasps> That's just uh, like the human condition, man. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing when I'm with my uh of women and and assigned female at birth friends you know we will uh compliment each other to till the cows come home uh positive affirmations 
Uh, which is another reason why the Melanie joke does not work, because that's not actually how women treat each other. Outright sexual flirtation, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. But I get the sense that that's not a huge dude thing. And actually, that's... And I might be wrong, because I'm not a dude, so I don't get to hang out in After the dude spaces. Like, uh, that, that's stuff like, that takes like a lot of time and letting guard down and all that. Um... Whereas we Whereas will say that get... to like, women we have never met in the fucking bathrooms. We are drunk <laughs> in the bar's bathroom. My girl, you look so amazing. He girl, doesn't, him. He doesn't... I like how you and I went with the same storyline. He does not deserve you. I would <laughs> fuck you right now. <laughs> you look so good. You are so, so pretty. So, so what you're talking about is... Yes. Uh, it's kind of like how uh, Helen uh, talks to whiskey in yes. Glass Onion. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, I, I do want to uh, uh, compare and contrast this a little bit. I don't want to go down into the weeds with this. But it's just, uh, uh, me. Um, but you can have films. You can have media that have all you know single social uh single sex casts where they actually do important shit and not just about like throwing women out the window uh case in point our flag means death there's like what two women maybe it yeah as long as like the point is also exploring relationships mm-hmm. and all that then yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah it has to be the point mm-hmm. it has to be there has to be on an on purpose and intentional working at the unpacking as opposed to just like, yeah, it's supposed to be like, well, obviously it, there's equal numbers of people. Look, there's 10 dudes and Sandra Bullock, not, Sa- well, not Sandra Bullock, I'm sorry, uh, Julia Roberts. Like, Huzzah. see, equality, which gets back to that, like that study where like, if there are equal numbers of women and men in a conversation, uh, the men think that the women are dominating. Um, <laughs> whereas right. if there are like five dudes and two women, that's considered equal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fun times. Yep. Anyway, um, let's steer to something cheer- more cheerful. Uh, I'll go next. Quick crime. <laughs> hey, 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 Pip. You know what? I thought you uh, didn't. <laughs> what you didn't do for your change? That that was really the, uh, your brand. Yes, I thought about mentioning it, but then I decided you know, I'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna throw the bone for that one. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll pick up that bone. And someone else will, will pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 listeners, you 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 knew where I was going. Uh, uh, well, in case they don't, we know I didn't. Well, I'll pick up the bone you dropped, and then <laughs> someone so someone else can pick up someone else's bone in the <laughs> with the, in the sexual innuendo sense. Uh boner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got it. I, I'm hit and also with it. You're, and hit. Anyways, You're with it. Because, you know, there, there's this, this, this tension and going on between uh, in, uh, Danny and Tess. That's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. need a, we need some uh, contrast to that. We need... It's um, uh, beginnings of a new love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm saying, like, uh, some of the, the crew should be making eyes at each other. Yeah, they should. Oh, yeah. Like, but the question is, who? All of them. I mean, 
I feel like Linus and Rusty make sense. Well, here's the thing. And that uh, you're right. I'm going to just say straight out, you're right. Um, <laughs> of course. Because Danny's got eyes for Tess, right? But Danny and, and uh, Rusty, they've had a long-term, like, whatever background thing. But Rusty, he needs to come, you know, he spent all this time while Danny was in jail, kind of getting over it, uh, uh, deciding he was, I think I'm describing, like, basically the entirety of the AO3, by the way. Like, anyway, yeah. uh, uh He's had time to get over this. He's been working at it. Then Danny shows up in his fucking life again. And what's it about? It's not even for the thrill of, of hanging out together. It's for fucking Tess again. And he likes Tess, which is what makes this worse. And then suddenly, here's pretty boy, pretty boy Linus. And he's got to teach him how to lie. I mean, a counter argument. <laughs> uh-huh, go on. Uh, it's just the starting of a huge, big polycule. Ooh. What are they stealing? Each other's hearts. <laughs> oh, my God. Now that's a, oh, can you imagine the the ultimate Valentine's heist? You're thinking of that New Zealand thing, aren't you, Pippin? Like no, what? <laughs> the, the taskmaster steals something. Oh, it, it had not crossed my mind, but that is great. <laughs> they challenge each other to steal uh, something for as as a as a holiday thing, and unbeknownst to all of them, they each decide. To steal each other's hearts. Yeah. yeah. The take was... <laughs> like, who knew... Who knew, who, who knew that, that, the, that there was... There's more in that take. There was love. <laughs> and listeners, that's how you, you do, a cha- do a change without actually doing most of the work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he got us. Yeah, I, I suggest... <laughs> Fair enough. Good play. Yeah, right. Uh, but also, if if leverage taught me anything, mm, mm-hmm. uh, is that there should be at least one throuple. It's true. <laughs> but can there ever be as good as leverage? No, but no one can be, so mm. it shouldn't be mm-hmm. an impediment to others. I see. I see. That makes sense. Leverage is an outlier and should not be counted. Ha. No, I got you. I got you. I understand. Right. All right. Cat. Uh, what do you got? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it seems to be no more fu- fruit hanging down here. You might have to reach up a bit more. Oh, you mean I have to make a reach for something? Me? Yeah. yeah. That's no more no hanging fruit. Uh, they're all played by crayons now. <laughs> Let me get my tarot deck out. Um, all right. How many? There are 20 in the major account. Never mind. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, we could have kept going. Oh Lord! Uh, so let's let's consider Ocean's Arcana. <laughs> okay, first of all, you know people. You think buy we that. need a chariot? You think we need a chariot? Holy shit! Um, gonna let the fool in? Yeah. <laughs> Emperor, Empress, it's all coming together, guys. Uh, oh, and hang him upside down, guys. The tower. Uh, Wheel of Fortune! It's all coming together! Okay, we need to stop this now. Oh, so uh, your actual... Guys, the tower, or it's when, and the, uh, when the heist starts going wrong. The lightning bolt, guys. There's a lightning bolt. It's the true. Because uh, the but, hotel demolishes yeah. and ruins everything. But yeah. the moon, well, I was thinking the EMP, but yeah. But the moon in the face up. Uh, the moon, but the moon, you know. Fight night. Oh, God. Deception. Oh, I was thinking uh, uh, JPL or whatever they were not at, um, picking up the the pinch. 
Uh, Anyways. <laughs> but no, none of that. That's a that's a different game, guys. Purpose of this of this podcast is to improve or come up or, or steal. Improve or steal. Well, no. Oh. Uh, no. The purpose of the podcast is that we can do whatever the fuck we want with it. It doesn't have to be better, it just has to be different. That's yeah. true. I mean, I thought that we were trying to make bad things better. No. I mean, that's often what we do because it's easy and we're lazy by nature. <laughs> like, uh, okay, well, we if we want just different. Yeah, good things different. Yeah. Different. Because, like, Cat, Cat, what's, what's the, what's the uh, title of uh, this podcast? Uh, oh, gosh. I, I don't know, guys. Should we say it all together? I'm not sure if I can remember it without you. <laughs> How fucking dare you. No, so come on, no guys. story <laughs> sacred. <laughs> you got the boys didn't do it, and this is why they don't get to hang out in the bathrooms of bars saying you are so pretty. <laughs> no, you are. Where did you get your earrings? They look so oh, good. So good. Dump him. <laughs> Assuming I'm paying attention to your bits. <laughs> That's fun. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so. I also don't want to go too far into the to the again into the weeds because otherwise that becomes the AU game, um, the alternate universe game. Uh, but I think you know we could have had a film that was um, uh, uh, leaned more into the relationships. No, I only want to improve or steal. I really like heist, guys. I don't know how to write a heist, and I really want to. Me too. Yeah. I, really I still have that one it. story. Oh, which height? Wait, you have a high story? Which yeah, story remember, do you have? We did, a, we did an episode about it last year, and was I it, haven't made a lot of progress. Well, and I think Alex has done at least one heist, because he has that fop. Well, Alex oh, is mur- uh, murder fop. mysteries. Oh, yeah. that's right. Wait, what's your heist again? Uh, space heist. Spiced. <laughs> Spiced. Wasn't that Dune? Um, do you spice? <laughs> hey, hey. Spice. Do you spice? Spice. spice. What, what spice. happens in your... What hap- well, okay, so the point is, I, I like... I don't know how to do that balance. It's because maybe I don't read enough of them. It's I free- watch them, but... It's a free card, um, Monty. Read uh, Six of Crows. You might like it. Who's that by? Lee Bardugo. Okay. I, um, do, does, uh, does Pratchett have a high-based book? Does who? Oh, Pratchett? Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Well, does he? I don't think so. In as much... I mean, oh, no, technically the end of making money. Uh... Or, or, yeah, the end of making money, I think, would count as a heist. Um, where he has, like, the giant gold, gold golems. Yeah. Oh, well, Hogfather has a heist gone, has a heist gone wrong. That's true. Uh, that's a anyway, villain heist, anyway, though. Anyway, anyway, anyway let's, let's talk about oh, you liking heists. I do like heists. Um, I think 11 is a lot of people, to be honest. And it's almost like uh, uh, they're... they're Pulling the same thing on the audience as they are on Terry Benedict. It's just throwing so much at the screen. That's what I really want to be able to do, is being able to throw so much that the audience is just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here to eat popcorn. Yeah. They could have slowed it down. They absolutely could have. They could have slowed it down. Um, I think the only way to do that would have been to cut the number of people. Yeah. Cut it down to five. Max. And even because that, like how many are in the leverage crew? For real. Five. Yeah. There you go. So you can do a heist in an episode. You could do, f- and still like, but with two hours and you have time to actually pay attention to the people. 
Um, you have time for each of them to have an independent relationship with one another. Yep. And I don't like Saul is not having an independent relationship with like the fucking Mormon boys. Um, you know what well, he did. He had that like one conversation point is it's, we got a kind of togetherness, but on the other hand, in the film, it was important that they'd also be able to like go their separate fucking ways. Um, it was a liability the time that, you know, they were closer to each other. Tess and Danny. Um, but if you want to slow down and really make it about people, as opposed to the puzzle. Um, when there's puzzles involved, I think that you lose complexity the more people. Either you lose complexity in terms of people, the more people you add in. Or you lose c- complexity in terms of the puzzle, the more people you add in. Because you have to give one way or the other. The audience can only take so much brain. Um, so I think it would have been, like, I would say the characters I would want to keep if I was only keeping five and they were more uh-huh. about themselves. Weirdly, I would make it, I would get rid of everybody but Benedict, Tess, Danny, Rusty, and Linus. I would have gotten rid of everybody else. The entire rest of the crew. I... I would argue I would keep Basher still as our demolition slash. I feel like he could have been contract. Maybe, or maybe like what's, what's Danny's actual, besides being a mastermind. He's a jack of all trades. He's I a big brain. He, he was the big planner. Yeah. But uh, you'd, you'd have, you'd, you would also have to lose some of the confusion, but that also is a, a uh, an element of losing that number of people. So much like Benedict would uh, uh, not have that overloaded information, we would not have the overloaded information. We'd have something else. We would have, uh, you know, feelings. Ew, feelings. I know. Feelings but, but also, if you consider, like, the, I, I would also say that those four, with the exception of Tess, and this way Tess gets more, you know, anything, uh, those four are the are the most well-fleshed-out anyway. Uh, in terms of motivation and character. There are there are characters with a capital C. The Mormon brothers, those are... Rise of P. What? Rise of P. <laughs> those are, you know, characters with a capital C. Um, they're, you know, they're fun to watch. We don't know shit about them. Like, you know, you enjoy Provo. I think you do really well there. Uh... You know, it, all that stuff. Um, but you have the, the young ingenue in the form of Matt Damon. You have uh, uh, the old lovers in the form of Rusty and Danny. You have... Uh, and you have the uh, uh, the villain and the girl. Now, I say the girl. That is, again, a problem. Maybe you could get rid of the girl and, and just... Uh, and then you get to have an extra person, Bren. Uh, but then you're getting rid of the girl. So, well, We make one of the others a girl. Yeah. Uh, Benedict's the girl. Then she's a villain. And then, God, can't women do anything? Huh. Girl boss gaslight gatekeep. Huh. <laughs> they won't let All us right. do anything. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I could see that. To Fair what enough. end? To what end? Uh, just to get more time to explore the characters. Get to spend some time with them. Is that the point of a heist? Uh, it can be. It can. What are you stealing, Pippin? What are you stealing? 
Hearts and minds. There you go. What if your entire point is not to steal money, but to fuck with Tony Benedict? I mean, good times. And steal the girl. Yeah. And at the end and of the day, the girl money. doesn't want to be stolen. She wants to take over. And then, meanwhile, there's Danny right there. There's Rusty. Maybe I'll just steal my fucking self. <gasps> right? She's the real villain all along. Not villain. The- she's the real heister. Heister? She's Whoa. been writing to Danny. The What's the Stigma. take? My What's the take? My agency. Ooh. <laughs> or, I mean, you could also have what's the take. It just looks grimly like me. All right. There you go. Um, I really like this movie. That, you know, it, it's got yeah, problems, but movie. you also, the problems that there are are ones that, honestly, y'all dressed already. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy Lamp, I think, is genuinely the largest one. Agreed. Yeah. That's about it. Um. Cool. So I have a proposal for a uh, a game to play real quick. I want to bring in a meta character because I've had it on my mind for like an hour. Uh oh. Does it? Yeah. So uh, uh, does it, uh, it rhyme with uh, it's Mock Memora? No. Oh. Oh, interesting. No, this was after you. You can steal that hell if you want because read it, read it, yeah. uh, my special appearance by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just steering the, in into this direction here, where we have a meta character join in my uh, special appearance. Doug Judy. <gasps> I was dun, dun, literally dun. thinking of B nine nine earlier. Ha ha! Damn it, Doug Judy's an inspired choice. Because you know what, he would fit right in really to the ocean's would. crew. Damn it! Like instantly. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's really good. You know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce off of you. I really uh-huh. want Peralta in here now. I want Jake Peralta. Uh. I want him to be like <gasps> Judy. Is it not just that, but Is it go Sorry, on. you go on before I question uh your choices. Oh thanks. Um no, I like the idea of, you know, he recognizes Doug Judy, but then uh uh He's starting to realize that what's happening around him is in fact an Ocean's Eleven style heist. But he's referencing the original movie with the rat pack. Because in, in this universe, I'm saying that this one doesn't exist. Fair enough. Oh, well, I think it'd be funnier if actually uh, uh, Doug Judy and Jake Peralta keep referencing different Oceans at Evan. <gasps> that would be very funny. Like, how so? Uh, one of them's talking about the original, one of them's talking about this one. Uh, and then probably they're realizing, oh, they, they should have been talking about Ocean's 8 the whole time. And they're like, you know, that was really the superior film. <laughs> uh, though I'm also going to question, is it che- cheating to pick a character from the same franchise? Uh, that has never been uh, uh, exclusively ruled on. So I'm saying, no, I win. What? Fair enough. There you go. And you're, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to let this happen again. For you'd now. Have to, you'd have to remember. Fuck you. Wow. How dare you? Wow. <laughs> no, regrets. Uh, don't mind me as I go into the cheat sheet for a second. You bitch. <laughs> this is the other half of female pressure, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, John Mulaney doesn't quite, didn't quite understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. Like, there's a hideous, like, hideous backstabbing, sure, but we do it to your fucking face. 
Yeah, that's only polite. Right? How how will you not admire the lipstick t-shade we chose if we don't stab you in your face? <laughs> how can we see what lipstick you chose? I mean, come on now. What do we know to rifle through your purse for? Hmm? What? Yeah, I mean, uh, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to tell you that you got dressed up for this. So... Uh, well, I'm going, I'm going for another obvious one, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be leverage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. But fair. not, but not actually the whole crew. I just oh. want Sophie there <gasps> doing one of her own separate gigs. <laughs> Sophie. Uh, more specifically, a group of dudes going like, no, no, you can't do this. It's impossible. And just Sophie coming in <laughs> with a character and just taking everything. <laughs> I approve. Uh, and like when someone asks her about it later, she's just like, oh, that was a nice night. Had a really <laughs> nice drink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't want the whole crew. I just want Sophie. Legit. And I support you. Thank you. There you go. Okay, Al, what do you got? I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with Kermit the fucking frog. Whoa! Left field. Right? Because you know what? No one ever expects a Muppet. It's true. See, now I'm picturing Muppets Ocean of Love. It's great <gasps> Muppet caper. Yeah. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Miss Piggy was performing that night. <gasps> ah! Yes. <laughs> and while everyone's looking at her... Because she's great to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kermit is pulling the heist. Fuck. Kermit's small enough, he doesn't have to worry about that laser grid. <laughs> uh, and one argues that Muppets don't need air, so he could have been, you know, <laughs> in that box. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. When you're right, you're right, Pippin. I mean, see, now I'm wondering if, canonically, uh, the Jim Henson <laughs> people... Uh, have actually said one way or another if Muppets breathe. Well, that's kind of horrifying to ponder. (laughs) Yeah, listen, I bet they know. Of course they know. Have they ever held their, they've held their breaths before. But, but was it because it was necessary for air or because it was funny? For the bit? Yeah. For the bit. For the bit. bit. (laughs) You Um, have my axe for the bit. I was going to say something else about Muppets. But I forgot it. So we can move on. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. So so Kermit the Frog is in on the heist. Yeah. <laughs> this feels like Smash Brothers at this point. Kermit the Frog's joined the heist. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog, uh, but the one who's in that dark hood. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, wait, no. I should have gone on with a Joker from um, uh, Persona 5. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, you should have gone with Gonzo, but okay. <laughs> ah, well, you're My right, goddamn Gonzo. hero. Gonzo the Great. Or is it Gonzo the Magnificent? It's Gonzo the Great. Okay. Pretty sure. But he is magnificent. Hell Um, yeah, he is. Anyway, um, do we have anything else about Ocean's Eleven? Nope. Nope. I really should watch the sequel, and everyone should watch Leverage. They really should. Leverage is so good. (laughs) Because if you want to know how to write heists, that's true. Leverage is the thing to study. Yeah. Everybody Uh, references it. It's true. And it's not just heists, but also uh, explicitly anti-capitalist heists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
like pulled from the news, they had to change details to protect people. Uh, and ha. the owner, uh, the showrunner is like, yeah, no, we did that on purpose. Fuck billionaires. Run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to watch the new season. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I should rewatch True that. Thing. Um, before we head out, do we have anything to shill? Uh, oh, uh, yes, actually. Uh, we all do. All of us will be at BossCon, a convention in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, science fiction yeah. fantasy. Uh, we Sounds will- fake. <laughs> uh, we will be there, and uh, uh, if you, listening audience, happen to be there as well, drop us a line. Uh, we can uh, uh, either think of We can of bark a- on. We can bark on, uh... We could have an impromptu hang, um, you know, in public places, obviously. No parasocial bullshit in my... Uh, <laughs> uh, Not my house. No. Uh, so that's uh, the weekend of February 17th, I believe, uh, middle of the month. And I believe this episode will come out before then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, beyond that... Uh, I have classes coming up, but uh, I think that's the big one. We have we have a four sibling appearance. Very rare, actually, for all of us to be in the same place at the same time, I... especially in Fanish spaces. Except obviously, right now when we're all in the same room, right? Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're it's okay. We're all in the same state, in the same city, in the same house, in the same room. I'm our comfortably house. far away. <laughs> In the middle of our the street. street. Our house. Oh, God. Anyway. So, um, that's our show. That's I've, my show. Uh, I've got uh, shows coming up uh, usually about twice a month at the arcade as part of the uh, Jump Button house team, as well as my uh, ongoing uh, uh, Select Start team as well. And we're doing... More shows uh, uh, spaced out throughout the the coming months here. So, yeah. Fuck yeah, good job. So proud of you. Good job. Well done. Oh, yeah. Hey, sometimes Uh, it pays for my parking. (laughs) (gasps) Listen, what I hear is that it pays. Mm -hmm. It's true. So, you know what? Good fucking job. Way to get it. Way to get it. Ha ha. Okay, uh, so Pippin, I think you're taking us out. Sure. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoriesacred, uh, or send an email through contact at nostoriesacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Art by Jay Wool. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoriesacred. These include sibling blog posts, access to pre-show recordings, and on-air thanks for our top patrons. On that note, many thanks to John P. for your continued support. See you next time when we talk about the 1997 film... George of the Jungle. George, 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 George of the Jungle. jungle. Watch out for <laughs> that tree. Until then, we're no story is sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. I'm Cat. And I'm Brendan. And we're no, no, no story, story is sacred. sacred.